Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You're listening to Balls and Holes with Jessica Bowser and Brian Pascarelli. So we are here with a new segment called Lefty and Righty with Brian Pascarelli and Darby Wilson. So this is brought to you by Balls and Holes Golf Podcast. It is a special segment with Darby and I called Lefty and Righty to give a left and right perspective on gear. And I'm lefty, by the way. And I am righty. (laughs) (laughs) Off to a good start. (laughs) So what I think we should talk about is something that we both owned that you still uh, kept and I now returned. The Tylus TSR driver line. Yes. What do you have? I have the three. And I I don't think I've hit the four, but I did not like the two at all. I was the same problem I had with my Ping uh, G425, where it was just too spinny. There was too... I don't know. I think... I mean, my guess would be the CG pulled back so far. I was launching the ball too high and generating way too much spin. And my Ping, I was playing at like eight degrees. I had a, I had a nine degree... It might have even been... Yeah, it was eight degrees. I didn't go down the full degree and a half. But I was playing it at eight degrees still spinning at like 5,000, 7,000 RPMs. So the typical spin rate that we want for a driver is about 2,400 to what, 2,600? Ideal for me would be like 22, 23. So even lower. And that causes the ball to have a lower trajectory most of the time and roll out further. So in the TSR line, we have the TSR 4, 3, 2, and 1. What's out right now is the 4, 3, and 2. 1 will be coming out when? The, the, year, the new year, right? The new year. So the 1 traditionally for the TSI line was like the most forgiving. The 4 in the line that's out right now is small. It's a 430cc. That's the club head um, di- uh, size. And so the TSR 2 and three are 460 cc's the four is designed for probably pros what would you say yeah definitely so the smaller the head the faster the club speed is what is what the argument is but you're losing you know diameter for i guess hitting area yeah forgiveness right so the two and the three like you know like we had touched on are targeted more for the golfer who has either a slower swing speed or needs help you know finding the middle Right, and the two is has 
real no adjustabilities except for the hosel. There's just one tungsten weight in the back. But the three is like one of the most popular ones. Like the pros, there's articles I've read that says, don't mess with the three. And that's the one you own, right? Yeah, I, and, and I love it. I mean, I have definitely messed with it. I've played with every setting of the shore fit. I've moved the weight everywhere you could in combination with lie angle. And I've finally found what works great with my swing and I mean, dude, there's nothing like it. But the funny thing is I hated it initially when I first hit it in the bays indoors. It wasn't until I got outside that I really fell in love with it. I still hate him. Um, I hated him from the beginning. But, but the problem is, is that you and Rob, <laughs> our friend, got him. So, of course, I had to get him. And then I bought both. I bought the TSR2 with the Graphite Design Tour AD DI6 stiff shaft. Then I got the TSR3 with the Tensei 1K Black 65 grams stiff. And now I had both because I liked the two initially. Yeah, and I, see, I thought I was gonna like the two. I, I wanted the maximum forgiveness. I was like at a position in my game where I was like, I, I just need this to be easier. I gotta be able to be more consistent. But I, I encountered just massive spin issues. Like I, the ball would balloon up, it wouldn't go anywhere. And it was straighter, I was definitely hitting it straighter, but at a sacrifice of losing like 30, 40 yards sometimes. So I've seen you hit bombs. I've hit, I've seen you hit a 363 yard shot. I was there. Yes, yeah, so, so we were like a hundred feet in the air, but still, like I'll take it. But and, and that's the reason why I bought it. I initially did not like it, the looks of it. I don't like the traditional glossy look for some reason. When I had the two, I liked it. I didn't like the sound of it, and I was losing about 30 yards from the driver that I was using currently. Was that the Zexio? It's a Zexio X, and I love that. That's my current gamer. But I really liked the two because it was very consistent, but I didn't like how it sounded click, not even clicky. I, I don't know. It would just, it sounded like I was hitting the top of the, the, the face way too much. So then when I got the three and I saw you hitting bombs with it, I was, when I connected, it would go far, but the misses hurt, like I felt it. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's... Goes to show the importance of not, I mean, fitting obviously and, and having the dry ball data is important because then you can really see what technology in combination of shaft, lie angle, loft works best for your swing style, right? For for me, even like going back, what is it? How long were we there? A couple of days ago, I went back, I hit my old driver and I hated it. And you would have asked me two months ago, I was a diehard, I was a ping maxi. All I, all this was it. Ping was it. That was it. And I loved the, the, I love, I loved the, uh, what is it? The dragonfly, the, the, what's the shit called? The, well, the dragonfly was there. And then the, uh, turbulators. Well, the turbulators. Yeah, dude, I loved the turbulators. It helped me with alignment. Like I looking down the matte black, it was like not distracted by the reflections in the golf, the fucking head of the club. Now I'm like, I look down at the TSR and I'm like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So this is why it's called lefty and righty, because my opinion is where it says TSR on the on the head or to address the, your golf ball is way too close to the hosel. <laughs> it's so distracting. I look down, I'm like, I don't hit there. I hit, I guess, more on the toe, but... My Zexio doesn't have that marking so close to the hosel. It messes with me. Forget it. I'm not. I'm done with it. Ugh. I returned it. I'm selling it right now. Yeah, I mean, dude, this driver turned me on so hard to Titleist that I went and bought Titleist T300s so I could have 
Titleist irons with my Titleist driver. And then I got rid of my tailor-made wedges, which, by the way, were phenomenal wedges. And I went back to get Volky wedges, which I used to hate. <laughs> I had a massive issue with pulling those wedges to the right. And now I'm playing a – it's an older uh, Volky. It's an SM7 is my 56. And then I have uh, SM9 for my 52. And they're they're – they're incredible. So when Darby says he's pulling it to the right, guys, that is left for us righties. Okay, there's not too many lefties out there. So <laughs> um, I too had an issue with pulling left on my Vokies, which I don't have. I, I, I agree with you because I kind of got turned on to Tyler's too. I really didn't know much about Tyler's. I always thought it was a, a better player iron, um, but they were always so small. But now I'm gaming the T400s. So, so is my wife, Jess, who's part of Balls and Holes here. And um, I like him. And now it's making me look at other Titleist products. I, I do like Titleist. Yeah, I just I've, don't like the driver. I mean, when I was gifted my Scotty Cameron uh, <laughs> putter courtesy of Balls and Holes, <laughs> that putter changed my life. There's, dude, there's something about, like, they, like, where Ping is just, they've kind of mastered forgiveness, right? And consistency. That's where they live. If you're looking for, like, consistency and simple, Ping has pretty much got that down. But I feel like Titleist has always kind of been more forward in terms of like pushing the boundaries of what their technology can do. Or I feel like Ping falls more into the safe zones of things. Yeah, they're they're Ping's known for a very forgiving iron. They're just built like tanks. There's just a good brand to buy, you know. But I have my own opinions on Ping. I don't think I'm ever gonna use a Ping iron again. And that whole comes to the whole casting process and like a this feeling of it being cheap it feels cheap because they're not forged or made in japan that's exactly right but and we'll talk about that later but today i did hit the titleist t100s's which are made in china uh, under titleist's supervision but those were pretty awesome so i am definitely looking at to titleist but as coming back to the driver I gotta say X-Nay on the fucking title is <laughs> well, it's it's in my bag and I don't see it leaving anytime soon. It does make me concerned that you're hitting it so far. I mean, dude, it's like when I literally was hitting this thing, my spin numbers were like I had never seen my ball hit the net and look at the screen and see it under twenty five hundred. And as soon as I saw that's what I, I I bought. I was like, this I don't may not like this, but I have to take this outside and play it. And it's changed my game. Because when new stuff comes up and us golfers are so fickle, we have to buy it. I, of course, fell into the trap and bought the Callaway Rogue, LST, Max. I bought those drivers, returned them. Now the TSRs came out, bought those, and then returned them. We get caught up in it, and I want to have the newest and latest gear. But I am hitting the new Zexio X, which is a great club. I might not be getting as far but they're pretty consistent, and I'm really happy with it. I mean, when you connect with that thing, dude, it goes it goes a long way. And thank you. And and the part of that is, and I've talked about this club before, it has a stiff shaft in it, graphite, but it's 46 grams, and it's counterbalanced. So there's a counterbalance in the grip and a counterbalance in the head. So it's really lightweight, but for some reason it agrees with me, and I'm, I'm all for it. And on top of that, I think I'm done with Graphite Design Tour AD. Yeah, and on that note, I am just playing the stock Tensei 1K Black, and it's a phenomenal shaft. I don't feel a need to upgrade or, or change it at all. Do you know why? It's Mitsubishi Chemical, which is made in Japan, and we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with that argument on Japan-made clubs. What a segue. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents 
a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're back. We left with a conversation about Japanese-made products. Um, Darb, as you know, I'm a big fan of made-in-Japan gear. You are. I um, <laughs> I have stories about it today. I was actually hitting the Mizuno 225 irons. The reason for it is because they are made in Japan. The shaft, the head, and they're assembled in USA. This is a big deal. You use some Mizunos right now. What yeah. are you using? I'm playing the 921 Hot Metals from last season, and they are cast. They are made in China. Uh, I believe the shaft is made in Taiwan, and they're assembled in the U.S., and I have no issue with that. They feel great. They look great. They play great, and I, I love them. So this is a whole thing. So now I'm on this whole kick about these companies saying that they're Japanese forged irons or, you know, so, for example, Shrixon says they're Japanese irons, right? They're not. I just, we went to Roger Dunn today. I've seen uh, the... Um, Z- the S is F- X. <laughs> Shrixon X, S, X, X. It's four, five, and seven. Um, the new Shrixon irons. And we had to go look at the box at Roger Dunn, and they're made in China. So they're, they're not made in Japan, even though they say they're Japanese irons. I had an issue with Mira which says Japanese forged irons is in their tagline. I had an issue with Mira, who their tagline is Japanese forged irons. And I went to PGA Superstore and I bought the IC601. I thought I was getting Mira forged irons. I bought them for $3,300, something like that. Found out it was the only Mira set made in Taiwan because they wanted to call it a game improvement iron. So they wanted to expand their market. I didn't get a mirror. I ended up returning them. Do you so, care? Do you care about this stuff? I, I mean, I, I, I get it. I mean, I think if I was playing a player iron and it was forged and like I knew I had the confidence level to like 
pure bladed irons. I think I would think more about like the construction and where they're made and who made them. But I think since I'm now, I've gone backwards, right, from a player's distance iron into a game improvement iron, to me it's more just keeping it in the fairway, right? If, I, if I'm hitting my shots straighter, longer, and more consistent, the rest of it doesn't doesn't bother me. So the origin of where it was made, you don't get, you don't really care about. I I think if I if I once I got into the forged, because nothing I'm playing is is forged. I think if I got into the forged irons, I think then it would matter. That kind of construction would matter more. Like how are they forging it? The metals that they're forging it with. But since I'm living in cast land, it's all mass produced cast anyways. And I think that's where I'm at too. I. I want something that is not cast. And unfortunately, all of these companies are making their stuff in time, which is fine. It's fine. It's still great product. Tireless, Callaway, you know, certain companies that don't make it in time is like Sub70, um, Bettinardi, Scotty Cameron. And, you know, there is something to be said about maybe more attention to detail that it's not coming off a processing line. I don't know. I mean, you know how mental golf is. I think about these things when I'm about to hit. I mean, maybe it's me. I, I, I look, I, I think golf is entirely a mental sport. And for me, the less I can think about my swing or my game, the better off I am. That's why I don't take practice swings. I walk up, I know what I have to do, and I hit it. That's and generally, funny. right? Like, my, I, pl- I play better that way. Nothing ruins my game worse than slow golf. Darby, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I played with you many times. I, too, do not do a practice swing. I can't stand practice swing. Actually, <laughs> Lee Trevino said, why do a practice swing? That's like 300 more swings to your 80-round uh, you know, golf game. I mean, you hit at the range. Now you're doing two practice swings before you hit. That's like 300 shots. Think about that next time you do a practice swing, people out there. Yeah, no practice swings. It makes you tired. It's 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 corny. It's goofy. And then you, the people behind you are like, what is this guy doing? And then you hit it 50 yards down the freeway, and then they're upset. <laughs> the freeway. The fairway. <laughs> <laughs> Talking, uh, coming back to uh, uh, Made in China versus Made in Japan or Made in USA, I'm looking at my pink cushion for putter which is um, from Ping, which you know it used to be from Scottsdale or Phoenix, Arizona, made in USA, not anymore. And I love the way it looked. I was excited to buy it. I bought it. I still have it. I'm currently selling it because when I looked at it, I just looked so mass produced and it, and, and it messed with me. Even though I'm using a Ping PLD answer, the black, all black with no alignment aid, and that too is made not in Japan or not in USA, for some reason, the milling gets me over that threshold and it feels more quality. I, I think, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying from from when I think about my putter, right? Like the Scotty Cameron putter, there's nothing that feels the way that this Scotty Cameron does. I, I haven't hit another putter that has felt that good. And I think that's where I kind of go into like the, the player irons, the forged irons, the more, the ones that are like geared towards a better player who deal more in the realm of feel and being able to control their shots and their sh- and shape their shots right like that's where i think the feel of the club is more important where with these cast irons they're designed for forgiveness to make it easier for the player so it's almost less important not that it's less important but i think it's less of a focus for the general population of people playing golf because golf's hard most people don't want to f- go out and and hit a butter knife for hours and struggle right 
And talking about this, how you say most people, I don't think most people are thinking what we're thinking right now, Darby. I don't think people care about the origin of their clubs. <laughs> However, coming back to the origin of clubs, and we mentioned Betnardi, I just want to put it on the record. Betnardi suck. Uh, it's, oh, dude, I've been waiting to say that <laughs> since you mentioned them. They're trash. Who wants to pay $400 to three putt? <laughs> Even though it's made in Illinois or Chicago or wherever it's made, it's made in USA. Forget it. I'm over it. I'm never playing Betnardi again. I feel terrible. I'd, I hit, rather, I'd rather putt with a soda can. <laughs> I bought a Betnardi wedge, and we talked about it on Balls and Holes. Oh, my God. I returned it in an hour. But so it doesn't, it doesn't always make a difference if it's made in USA or made in Japan. Like I said, most companies are with the supervision of, of their you know quality control. They are making it in China. It's not, it's not bad. I'm trying to find my forever set, Darb. As you know, you've been there with me. I just want that one set of irons that will kill all the other irons. And I think it's going to be something from Japan. You want to know what I think? I think they're the Wilson D9s. <laughs> That's what I think. I think you have them. Well, here's a problem. <laughs> so Wil Wilson D9, yes, they're great. I have the Tensei Graphite shaft. I've been a, t a Graphite user. Now I'm almost going back into steel, Darb, as you know. The Wilson D9 forged iron is pretty awesome, though. And in sticking with this Wilson line, I'm I'm a big fan of Wilson. I hit the Wilson staffs blades uh, this week. I hit the Wilson um, uh, cavity back, which are also blades. I'm and now I'm going back in the seal shaft. I'm actually changing my tune, Darb. I think I might go into like a bladed style putter. I mean, uh, iron. They grow up so fast, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You do not hit blades. <laughs> no, but I don't hit graphite shafts in my irons. But I will say. I think people should be on the lookout or look more into what's happening within Wilson because I think in the coming years, they're going to start to make a massive resurgence in terms of the stuff that they come out with. The player irons are stunning. They're beautiful. They are. And the issue I had with them is that they're very weak lofted. And so you have a three iron that is the loft of a, a, a traditional or current you know, game improvement five iron. So what I have a problem with is there's an extra two clubs in my bag that I didn't need. And I have a Bennington bag and only holds 14. I can't squeeze any more in there. Well, that's what happened with my uh, mulligan, which we'll talk more about later. But I had to get rid of my 60 degree wedge to make room for my full iron set, which well, I'm fine because I'm fine. I'm, I'm okay not blading balls across the green anymore. On that note, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with mulligans. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Okay, we're back with our mulligans. What do you got there, Darb? Well, I, as I mentioned earlier, after buying the TSR driver, I became Titleist obsessed. I got the T300s, which were incredible. They played great. They felt great. They were a little heavy. They were a little heavy, and they were smaller than what I was used to because I had gone from playing the Ping i500s to the Sim 2 Max OS. I went from a player's distance science to the literal biggest iron I could find. They were great. And then um, Brian and I had been talking for a long time as why we don't play Mizuno irons. And when the 923 came out, the 921s went on sale. I got them, replaced the T300s, and I am a Mizuno guy now. I'm a, a Titleist driver maxi in a Mizuno iron. Extraordinary. For everyone, again, we're we're lefty and righty and i feel so bad for lefty here darby because <laughs> his selection of clubs that he gets to choose from is like 10 percent of us righties so when a u set comes out and it's anything he's like brian look what they came out with there's a u set it's literally it's actually the saddest thing it's like six boxes right you go into the whole store there's like six choices from the used section and even even in the new section, it, there's th- there was not there's no Wilsons. They finally got the I two tens, which I hit today. Which they okay. And then most of the time, Brian's like, "Yo, go oh the two two ones they didn't have lefty. I couldn't hit those, and it's a struggle." Um, Darb, I looked it up. Um, we had a, this is part of my mulligan because what we didn't know what this, the Shrinks ones were. <laughs> it's the ZX four, the ZX five, and the ZX seven. That was part of my mulligan. I didn't like them. I I, I like I wanted to like them if they were made in Japan. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> it's, they're not. We found that out. Well, talking about Mizunos, we hit the 225s. I hit the 225s today, the 221s and the 223s. Those are all made in Japan. So the whole Mizuno Pro line are made in Japan. But any of the JPX, Hot Metals or Pros, uh, Hot Metal Pro, or what you have are not made in Japan. And I think it's maybe because they're not forged. I mean, yeah, they're cast. It's China. Uh, that the, the heads are cast, made in China. And the uh, shafts are made in Taiwan, and then everything is assembled here. So, wait, you were talking about Tylus, and you want to talk about balls? Oh, yeah, balls. <laughs> so, I play a lot of balls, play with lots of balls. You know, I lose a lots of balls, but I play with lots of balls. But I was playing the Taurus Ponce, which is a phenomenal feeling ball. Incredible feeling ball. I had the one that had the green line around it. Brian put me onto them, and the alignment is incredible. You, you line it up. You'll see your line. You light it up. You don't have to be too concerned with the direction. All you got to focus on is making clean contact with the ball. The ball go where it's supposed to. But I always, I, again, I talked earlier. I had a big issue with spin. I, I tend to spin my drivers really high and wanted to try the new AVXs, which I also really, really like. They're a little 
firmer, but they're not too firm. They, they feel good off the putter face. And then, of course, I was able to get the uh, Pro V1X left dash, which are really hard to find. You could rarely ever find them in retailers. And I took them home. I threw them on the ground. I putted with them. They feel like rocks. They literally, it is the hardest golf ball I think I've ever hit. But I'm excited to hit them because I want them to go miles. So left dash, left dot, Pro V1, you know, tour response. I don't know how much golfers are really paying attention to the balls. I don't really pay attention too much to balls. And I really should. I know which ones I kind of like. I mean, I like the um, Wilson Triad. I like the Zexio ball. But my big thing now with balls is whether or not I want to play a colored ball or a white ball. And I'm telling you, the reason why is we always play with a foursome, and I hate going up to a ball. Now, are you playing a Shrixon? Are you playing a TaylorMade? I want to know that the yellow ball or the damn orange ball is my ball. I mean, that's the extent I'm at with balls now. I mean, I don't really know that. I can't really tell the difference. I mean, you can feel a firm ball and a soft ball, but I'll tell you where I really started to pay attention. My golf spy did a really in-depth study with a robot, by the way, which I was very keen on because it drives me nuts when people do ball, they test balls on a, on a, on a simulator because it, to me, the data doesn't seem real. Like, I, do, I don't know how you're going to tell what the ball is doing. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of science and shit that goes on. But until you take it outside and play with it and see the ball flight in the actual air and how it rolls and all that stuff, then I think you can take the GC quad spin numbers and use the actual shots outside and witness the ball. No, it drives me nuts when people do these reviews on launch monitors because I don't think that that data is quantifiable. I think it's like so purely scientific, but I don't think it's actually what the ball is doing. I think if you were to do a low spin ball, get the dry ball numbers and then take it outside, I'm pretty sure the flight would look very different in reality than it does on a launch monitor. That goes back to the My Golf Spy test because it was all a robot. It was the same swing speed hit in the same place across multiple different balls. And the difference was staggering. At our swing speed, the Pro V1X went 38 yards farther than the lowest yardage in ball, like the, the ball that went the least far, which was an Eins something shit ball. Mm -hmm. 38 yards, same swing speed, robot tested. I want to say something about that. And our next segment is going to be all about robot testing and about consistency and all this subjective analysis in these YouTube videos about people hitting. I'm a huge fan of My Golf Spy. I'm a huge fan of No Putts Given podcast because they do it right. They use robots. They use compression tests. Now, does that make a difference? Is, are golfers paying attention to that stuff? No, and I think they should. I think they, like, they, they fall in love with personalities. And they, they want to hear their favorite YouTuber or whoever they are following in the golf world talk about these products. And that's the opinion that they take in. But I think the robot testing is data that you can't argue with, right? The robot's not going to have a shitty swing day. The robot's not going to be sore one day. The robot is a robot, and it's going to do the same job every time. Right. And, w of course, we're definitely going to get into that in our next uh, um, episode because that is the way it should be tested. But coming back to balls, the difference between, like, a urethane ball or a mat ball, all that stuff. I have a superstition. I don't play with balls with a number four on it. So, like, Tylus, one, two, three, and four. Four means in death in certain cultures so i do not play i do also don't want to hit four shots on my shot so four's out 
I found out that Zexio is on the same line with me and they don't have a number four bar. It goes one, two, three, five. So I'm, I'm giving you the layman's perspective. Yes, I can get technical with the ball. I can look at all this data. If I had to play for money, I'd probably play a Pro V1 just because I know my golf spy has rated at 97. Do I really know the difference? Not really. Really? No, not really. I definitely do. I, I honestly believe the ball is just as important as the club in your hand. I It's the only thing in the air, and it's the only <laughs> thing that we're playing with. But I get it. But I'm just trying, trying to think of the, the average guy. You know, are, are they looking down and seeing a Pro V1 and going, okay, this is what the pros use, or this is the most expensive ball, versus a Wilson Triad, for example. When Jess and I play, and when you and I play, most balls found I, we find is Pro V1s. Well, we might have to do a blind test. I might have to, we might have to, next time we go play, I might have to bring a couple different balls based on durometer and blind test and see which one you think is the firmest, <laughs> softest. This is so subjective. What if I had a bad shot on that? I'm going to blame it on the ball? No, because hard is hard and soft is soft. You what can't if, argue that. I can say I hit it off the hosel and that no, felt hard as putting. shit. What's about putting? Oh, putting, putting. About putting. Around the green and putting. Oh, three I, miles per hour? I can handle that. That's what I'm saying. Let's, let's go, bud. You know what? Yeah, I think that is a good way to test is the putting and maybe the chips around the green. Yeah, I think like the firm off the tee... The driver, maybe, but to me, the it's it's when I was like I was saying when I got home and I threw the ball in the ground, and I hit it with my putter. I was like, holy shit, it's a rock. I want to say one more thing about you were talking about the tour response uh, with the stripe on it about aligning it. I know a lot of people uh, line up their balls and they put stripes and all that. I do not, and I actually went a step further. Part of my mulligan is my new Ping PLD um, answer putter, all blacked out, all murdered out, no alignment aid. I'm not aligning shit anymore. <laughs> I don't. I don't have an alignment aid. I don't have an alignment thing on my ball. Wherever my ball lands on the green, I don't even pick it up. I just. I just hit it. It's all feel now. It's different. It's he new era. It. He's feeling it, ladies and gents. All He's right. feeling his balls. I think that's it for today for Lefty and Righty. Thank you, Darby. And uh, we can be found at ballsandholes.com. So that's balls, the letter N. No, I blew that so bad. <laughs> Jess, you always do this one and I forget. <laughs> we can be found at balls, the letter N, holes, golf. That's balls, the letter N, holes, golf. Balls and holes, golf. There you go. Thanks, Ray. Balls and Holes is produced and distributed by the 8Side Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.